0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode four of The Roadmap, the podcast on best practices and trending topics in auto finance. This podcast is brought to you by the Center for Auto Finance Excellence, the industry resource for best practices and advice for auto finance professionals. This is the fourth episode in our new monthly series of podcasts I'm presented by the Center for Auto Finance Excellence with support from Servant Data Scan. So thank you to them both. I am Natalie Madeline, your host and the deputy editor of Auto Finance News, and I'm pleased to um, be joining you all for this episode again today. As always, you can find episodes of The Roadmap on our website, which is autofinanceexcellence.org, which we encourage everyone to check out and join if you haven't done so already. Our goal here at The Roadmap um, is to welcome enlightened and thought-provoking guests from across the auto finance industry to talk out key issues and opportunities. And we have a um, really great guest for this episode for just such a talk. Lucy Morris is a partner in the Washington, D.C. office of our Hudson Cook um, LLP and former Deputy Enforcement Director at the CFPB. I'm really pleased to welcome Lucy to this episode of The Roadmap. She is a frequent speaker and writer on a variety of consumer credit topics. Um, a little bit more background on Lucy. Um, she, her practice concentrates on consumer financial services and consumer protection matters. She helps... Financial institutions comply with consumer finance laws and represents clients in federal and state government investigations, examinations, and enforcement actions. From 2011 to 2014, Lucy served as Deputy Enforcement Director at the CFPB, where she oversaw investigations and litigation involving consumer financial products and services. From 2010 to 2011, Lucy served as a founding member of the CFPB implementation team, helping to stand up the Bureau's enforcement, supervision, and other functions. Before the CFPB, Lucy worked at the Federal Trade Commission for 21 years. She served in a variety of positions in the FTC's Bureau of Consumer Protection, including Assistant Director for Financial Practices. Before joining the FTC, Lucy worked for three years as a litigation associate in Seattle, Washington. She graduated from Hastings College of the Law. So welcome, Lucy, and thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me, Natalie.
0: Great. Well, um, so obviously the biggest topic that we really would like to cover in today's episode is the news that the former CFPB director, Richard Cordray, has announced his um, resignation as director and um, is going to be leaving his post at month's end. And there's obviously been a lot of chaos and confusion surrounding that and the acting director. So. Um, I know that Cordray appointed Leander English as the agency's interim head shortly before President Donald Trump named Office of Management and Budget Director Mick Mulvaney to the position, which has created a lot of um, confusion around that, um, around the CFB and its leadership. So let's just start with, you know, what are your thoughts on this, first of all, and what can the industry expect moving forward?
1: Well, it makes for interesting times in Washington, for sure. This is This is really unprecedented, in my experience, to have two competing heads of an agency like this. Um, You know, just externally, for the CFPB and how it operates externally, I think there's a cloud over both Mulvaney and English um, because English has sued in court challenging the Mulvaney appointment. As acting director and she's asserting that she is the acting director and so that means anything that the agency tries to do until a court resolves it, it's going to have a cloud over it and so for that reason I would expect that this lawsuit that Leandra English filed will get resolved pretty quickly at the district court level at least and there will be a decision made about who in fact is in charge and it may be subject to appeal but that will at least remove the cloud um, and allow the agency to go forward under either English or Mulvaney um, internally though what I've heard is that uh, the general counsel of the CFPB has supported the Trump administration position that it. Mulvaney's pick was appropriate and correct and that he is in charge as the acting director. Um, I understand that uh, the staff and senior management are following that advice. Um, and But at the same time, there's this lawsuit pending and this cloud. So I think internally, everyone's probably just trying to do their jobs. Uh, and. Uh, follow Mulvaney uh, because that's the guidance they've been given, and then externally we 'll see what happens in the lawsuit that was filed
0: and this This transitioning period has obviously sprung up a lot faster than I think many people in the industry expected so what should lenders be doing now um, you know what now that this has kind of occurred more more quickly than they had thought
1: right well i th- I think again. Um, since there's this lawsuit filed, there are arguments on both sides of the issue about which appointment was the proper one. Um, there are two competing statutes. And I think on that front, lenders should just take a wait and see approach because I would expect this to be re- resolved pretty quickly in court. Um, in terms of, of, so that's the short term, taking a wait and see approach as to who is the Acting Director of the Bureau. In terms of the long run, though, I think my advice isn't different than it was before the recent events, which is it's best to take the long view to the CFPB because it is an agency that has um, a lot of power, a lot of authority, various tools. I do think the agency is here to stay, whether that be um, under Director Mulvaney or a new director or ultimately a commission, I think the agency is here to stay and it has authority over auto lenders. And so I would say focus on your compliance management system and focus on compliance with the consumer financial laws um, that will help any company with the CSEB but also with any other federal or state regulator. Um state AGs will be continuing to look at auto finance companies, and others like the Federal Trade Commission may also pick up the, ga- the gap to the extent there is one um, during this time of uncertainty at the Bureau. Well,
0: that being said, so I know you mentioned that it's expected to be resolved pretty quickly, this whole leadership confusion. So, But in the meantime, do you think that the Bureau is in sort of a holding pattern until Um, the leadership confusion is resolved or, or, you know, even until
1: the administration names a permanent director? Uh, I think it is in a bit of a holding pattern certainly this week while this uh, issue gets resolved in court. In terms of whether there will be a a permanent or a holding pattern for the long term or until there's a permanent director, I don't think that's the case. I think there will be – things will slow down. Uh, Let's assume that um, Acting Director Mulvaney is in charge. I would expect that he and and his staff would want to kind of hit the pause button and make sure they understand everything that's pending at the Bureau, all of the investigations, um, litigation, any other things that are in the works in the Bureau, and take a fresh look at those things. Um, so I would expect things to slow down, but ultimately, you know, the director, whoever the director is, is in charge of an agency with an important mission, and um, and things are going to happen while that director's in charge. There could be a big data breach. There could be a big fraud on consumers, and and whoever's in charge is responsible for that happening under their watch. So I don't think things will just stop, but I think there will be a pause and a slowdown.
0: Gotcha. And then, you know, this, you know, interim leadership confusion aside, there's been several other news reports that speculate that radical changes to the Bureau can be expected with um, new leadership. So, you know, is this an excellent opportunity to enact desperately needed reforms or you know, what are your thoughts around this overall?
1: Yeah, again, I, I don't this is a little bit guesswork, but I don't think there'll be radical changes. So I think the Bureau has a, a certain mission and a certain authority. Um, I do expect that there will be a change in emphasis and a change in priorities um in terms of reforms i can i can envision potentially some procedural reforms on the in terms of enforcement investigations and lawsuits um just making sure that enforcement actions um to the extent they can be settled are settled and and that they only go to lit- litigation if if they're appropriate cases, um, so I think there'll be more of an emphasis on the non-public super supervision and exam process, and 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 on the enforcement side, probably more emphasis on on cases that approach fraud as opposed to the close calls that can be handled through the supervisory process.
0: And what about when it comes to um, CFPB examinations? You know, do you do you think that examinations will change under new
1: leadership? Uh, that's a good question. I, I do think again that the examinations and the non-public supervisory process will continue under new leadership. Um, they have an exam schedule. They have a, a large staff that conducts exams. Um, and that is, in many ways, a less controversial tool that the Bureau has because it is, the, it is a non-public process. Um, with that said, it may be that the new director um, wants it to be a less burdensome process to companies, make it more efficient, and, and certainly probably less inf- public enforcement actions will come out of the supervisory process.
0: And there have been several speculations about who the permanent director will be. You know, it seems that the primary candidate has been House Financial Services Committee Chairman um, Jeb Hensierling. Who do you think the permanent replacement will be? Or, you know, do you have any other thoughts around our speculations around that?
1: Um, it, it could be Jeb Henserling. I've also heard talk of Todd Zawicki, um, who's a law professor at, I believe, George Mason University and um, has background in consumer protection. Um, so I think that's another possible person and and we 'll have to see who else what other names get floated out there
0: Gotcha, I think my final question for you is just um as it you know relates to the average consumer, I don't think that the average consumer knows much about the c f e v or much that it exists at all. Do you think this nomination process will bring more public attention and and how does this impact the overall
1: industry um well i yeah, I, certainly any news about the Bureau will bring more awareness to consumers. Um, the Bureau has been in the press a lot with some prominent enforcement actions, and, and this week's events, of course, are, are very newsworthy. Um, you know, I think consumers, um, one of the things that the previous, that Rich uh did when he was director was to, create a very strong consumer complaint process, a very public process. And and I think consumers more and more have felt emboldened to complain or to be a whistleblower to try to affect change um, for themselves individually or generally, and the more attention that the Bureau gets, the more that's the case, that consumers will try to vote with their feet, so to speak. Um, and as I said, um, with consumers being more educated, it's it's also more likely that they might reach out to their local state attorney general's office or the Federal Trade Commission or other regulators. So um, I think it just means that the CFPB will continue to, to have a job to do to protect consumers when it's appropriate.
0: Gotcha. Well, thank you so much, Lucy. That was all the questions I had for you. So thanks again for joining us for this episode.
1: Thanks for having me, Natalie, anytime.